What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three at Raptors Podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter slash X at Live by the Zero Three. On February seventh, the Raptors are on the road, wrapping up their road trip with a stop in Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets team is without Lamelo Ball, their superstar. The Raptors on the opposite end are the relatively healthier team. R.J. Barrett is back. Same with Gary Trent Jr. This is a Hornets team that cannot be taken lightly, even though their record says something different. They're 10 and 39 going into tonight's game. The Raptors have not shown any sort of indication, at least at this point of the season, or up until this point more specifically, that they are a team that is going to go in there with an advantage, even though on paper, Scotty Barnes, Jacob Pertle, Gary Trent Jr., RJ Barrett, and Emmanuel Quickly certainly sounds a lot better than Leaky Black, Brandon Miller, Cody Martin, Miles Bridges, and Nick Richards. But as I said in the preview, this is a Charlotte Hornets team that is scrappy. Lately, they've been putting games together. They've been scoring a bunch. Teams that take their foot off the gas pedal, they're able to find those advantages. Miles Bridges has been absolutely cooking the last couple of games. I believe he put up a 40-piece against the Lakers last game. And tonight against the Raptors, he did exactly that. He continued to cook a non-existent Raptors defense Now, if you are somebody who's a fan of great defense, this was not the game for you, unfortunately. Both teams were terrible on defense, but it was the Raptors who really set the tone, or the lack of tone setting by the Raptors on the defensive end, simply allowed the Hornets to get out to a double-digit lead in the early going of this game. Miles Bridges simply dominated the Raptors' defense wherever he wanted to go, Whatever shot he took, it was either going in or the Raptors allowed him to get to the rim. And that simply cannot happen. And when you have Jakob Pertl, who's supposed to be your defensive anchor, those things cannot happen. But the Raptors, for most of the night, was simply not communicating on defense, was losing their man on defense, was not getting back in transition, and were essentially getting beat on the backdoor cut, whether it was Brandon Miller whether it was Cody Martin, whether it was Miles Bridges, if you got past the point of attack, you were scoring. But I will credit the Raptors that no matter when they were scored on, they were looking to push the ball up the floor. They were trying to create those advantages. They were not allowing the defense to set up. Again, both defenses were playing very similar. It was about who was going to slow down first on the offensive end or who was going to come up with defensive stops. And in the second quarter, the Raptors played their best basketball in the first half in that second quarter. They started to create those runout opportunities. They were able to get key stops and were able to chip away at the lead. The unfortunate part for the Raptors is that whenever the Raptors went on a run, the Hornets would hit a big bucket. The Raptors would go on a 6-0 run, the Hornets will get a big three. And it just went like that all second quarter, despite the efforts of, or at least the first half efforts of Gary Trent Jr., R.J. Barrett being back in the lineup was simply carving up the Hornets' defense or non-existent defense. Scotty Barnes was ultra-aggressive. Everybody was doing their part to keep pressure on the Hornets' defense, but then they would give up baskets on the opposing end. In the second half, it looked like the Hornets were going to run away with it. It looked like we were going to have another loss. But the Raptors took a page out of the Hornets' book, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they started to show resilience. They started to show... Some scrappiness. The scrappiness that we saw against the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
They started to come up with key stops. They started to lean in to their shot creators. They started to lean into Scotty Barnes. They, they would get into the paint and then they would kick the ball out, whether it would be to R.J. Barrett, whether it be to Grady Dick, Gary Trent Jr., you name it. The Raptors started to play Raptors basketball. The ball started to move around, and whenever the ball moves, the ball will always move faster than the defense, and that's what the Raptors failed to do specifically in the first half is that they did not test the Hornets. They kind of played into their hand, played into their positioning. And even though the Raptors were finding those advantages, the Hornets were not going down quietly, hitting big shots down the stretch. It was literally coming down to the very last possession. But after being down for most of the game, playing catch up for majority of the night, in the fourth quarter, the Raptors got some shots to go down. R.J. Barrett, with some big threes, Scotty Barnes with some finishes at the rim. It definitely wasn't pretty. The Raptors were giving it up on the defensive end, allowing the Hornets to chip away and retake the lead at certain points. It was a back and forth down the stretch, but had it not been for the efforts of Jacoperto on the defensive end and the pain penetration of Emmanuel quickly, giving the Raptors the lead with a go-ahead bucket and creating another advantage, getting all the way to the rim, Missing the layup and Jacoperto with the tip-in, giving the Raptors a 5-point lead with a minute 27 left in the game. The Raptors were able to hold the Hornets to one basket in that minute 27, and they were able to go up by 6 to close out the game. Yes, the Raptors clawed all the way back to close out the game, stealing one in Charlotte. Again, can't believe I'm saying that the Raptors should have... Made this a much easier game, but listen, as I've said many, many times, a win is a win no matter how you get it. The Raptors win, the Raptors win, the Raptors win. 123 to 117 over the Charlotte Hornets, where the Raptors shot 43 for 81 from the field at 53%, 17 for 33 from three at 52%, and 20 for 24 from the free throw line at 83%, which is definitely encouraging. The Hornets shot 44 for 90 from the field at just under 49%, 16 for 39 from three at 41%, and 13 for 20 from the free throw line at 65%. Now my takeaways from this game tonight would have to start with the Raptors taking care of the basketball. Now it definitely did not look like they were taking care of the basketball the way that the Hornets were able to create those advantages in transition and keep the Raptors on their heels for most of the game. It was literally a game of runs. It was who was going to outscore who, who was going to miss first, and who was going to come up with, with the key stops down the stretch. And that's exactly what the Raptors did. But they took care of the basketball. Only nine turnovers tonight. I think it's one of the few times that they hit single digits on the turnovers. A lot of the time, it's either 14, 15, and up, which is absolutely insane when you think about it, especially with the shot creators that we do have on this team. You would expect a little bit more care with the basketball and not average as many turnovers as they do. The second takeaway from tonight's game would have to be the three-point shooting of the Raptors tonight. 17 for 33, 52% from three. Gary went four for eight. R.J. Barrett, not a very big three-point shooter, but he was hitting them in the corners tonight. Four for six from three. Three for six from quickly. Same with Dennis Schroeder, and Grady Dick went two for two. That is absolutely huge. The Raptors do have players that can shoot the ball. Obviously, we cannot expect R.J. Barrett to go four for six from three, but quickly going three for six. Gary going four for eight. He's been shooting the ball great from three. I believe he was up to 50% at the end of January. He continues his hot shooting. Dennis Schroeder got it going tonight as well, and Grady Dick continues to shoot the ball with confidence, which is exactly what you want to see. But not just on the offensive end, he's competing on the defensive end as well. 
and trying to get rebounds, trying to create those advantages, getting a couple of assists, which leads me to my last point, would have to be the resilience of the Raptors tonight, the composure that they showed throughout the game, or at least more specifically in the second half. They could have easily allowed this game to get away from them. And this is what the frustrating thing is with this Raptors team is this is what they can do every single night. It's not always going to be pretty. And we've seen that from previous Raptors teams. But if you work hard, if you compete, if you keep your head up, if you try not to get outworked, positive things will happen. And I think and I think this win is a testament to that same approach. They didn't give up. They continued to chip away. And when they needed to come up with key stops, they did exactly that. And it definitely helped that the Charlotte Hornets definitely cooled down. Now, I'm not going to get overly excited about tonight's win. I mean, a win is a win no matter how you get it. But if I'm going to focus on a negative to take away from this game, because there were a few areas of concern, and I'm not just talking about the defense. I'm talking about the human wrecking ball known as Miles Bridges, scoring 45 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, going 17 for 27 from the field, 6 for 11 from 3, and 5 for 7 from the free throw line. Don't get me wrong. He's had a couple good games this season. He had one recently against the Lakers that also end up in a loss. But if you're the Raptors and with the struggles that we have encountered this season with struggling on defense, not getting back on defense, not getting back in transition, and you can go down the line of the many issues that we struggle with on the defensive end, that simply cannot happen. You cannot, and they almost did lose to one person scoring the basketball. But when the Raptors needed to come up with some stops and when the Raptors needed to get a bucket, they certainly did that tonight. And it definitely helps that the Hornets are soft in the middle. The Raptors had an advantage of scoring 50 points in the paint to the Hornets 40. So a lot of advantages that the Raptors were able to create tonight and they were able to complete the comeback to come away with the victory. So that is encouraging stuff. So let's quickly take a look at the individual stats tonight. Scotty Barnes, 18 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. On 6-14 shooting from the field, 1-5 for five from 3, and 5-6 for six from the free throw line in 36 minutes. The developing trend or the consistent trend from last game to this one is that Scotty is being more aggressive. And you saw that tonight with his 5-6 for six from the free throw line. He was being aggressive. He was keeping pressure on the Hornets defense, even though there wasn't many of it. But when he had his mind made up, he found his way to the rim. He found his way into the paint. He was able to create dump off passes for Jacoperto or even RJ Barrett a, a couple of times as well. I think this was one of the few games where the attention was on Scotty and he was able to navigate accordingly and he did not look pressured and he did not look disinterested. He was engaged for the most part and that's exactly what you want to see from your best player. Encouraging stuff from Scotty, it wasn't perfect. He only, he was only able to get 1-3 to go, 1-1 one, one for 5. You just hope that he'll continue to build off this aggression and eventually those averages will balance out. Dr. Pirtle tonight was solid all round. Double-double, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists on 5-for-7 shooting from the field and 2-for-2 two two from the free throw line. I thought he was solid for the most part defensively. I, I love that he didn't put himself in compromising positions tonight. He did get beat a couple times, especially under the rim where it should not happen more times than not. But when he was in the screen and roll and the Hornets definitely tried to create that mismatch for them on the offensive end, but he sagged off, he played that drop back coverage, but I really felt that the Raptors put him in a position to be successful on the defensive end where he wasn't left on an island 
against the, the quick guards of the Hornets. And he was solid on the offensive end, came up with that massive tip-in. Just a well-balanced game, and I believe it's a back-to-back situation where he was able to get a double-double. So encouraging stuff from Jacoperto as well. Gary Trent Jr., nice to see him back in the lineup. He had a ridiculous step-back three that was going against the shot clock after a broken play, after it was tipped out, and he was able to get one to go. But he was aggressive on the defensive end. He had three steals, 14 points on 5-for-13 shooting from the field and 4-for-8 from three, like I previously mentioned. Gary Trent continues to shoot the ball well. And what we see on social media, he continues to do everything with a smile on his face. He's been the ultimate professional. Whether he's starting or coming off the bench, he's doing what is expected of him. It's not always pretty. It's not always consistent. But he's doing his thing. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow if he's going to still be a Toronto Raptor. But without question, he put his best foot forward tonight and came up with big shots when the Raptors needed it. But he did a lot of his damage in the first half. R.J. Barrett, great to see him back in the lineup. Great to see him not miss a beat. When he has his mind made up and when he's going left, it does not matter. The defense cannot stop him. And he is absolutely relentless. Just bullying his way through the defense, whether it's in transition or or in the half court, he is finding ways to be successful. And not to mention that he was able to knock down four threes tonight, shooting them from the corners, drawing in the defense, kicking it out to the likes of Quickly, Scotty, Jakob. His fingerprints were all over tonight's win. And as I've said before, it is great to have another player like R.J. Barrett in the lineup, another shot creator, somebody that can find those advantages, keep pressure on the opposing defense. Solid game from him. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 block, a 9 for 15 shooting from the field, 4 for 6 from 3, and 1 for 1 from the free throw line. Emmanuel quickly a much better game overall. I thought his playmaking was a little bit more disciplined. He was not really forcing the issue tonight. He was looking for the shot from three. He was looking to get to the rim, knowing that they did not have a true shot blocker, or at least just one shot blocker at times in the paint. And overall, I I just thought he was patient in general. He was looking for his spots. He didn't force it. When he did force it, he reeled it back in, and it led to positive stuff. 18 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists on 6 for 13 shooting from the field, 3 for 6 from 3, 3 for 4 from the free throw line is exactly what you can get from Emmanuel Quickly every single night. As we look at the role players tonight, Thaddeus Young, 15 minutes, 4 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal on 2 for 3 shooting. What more can we say about Thaddeus Young? He just does the dirty work, leads by example, and he's able to be that stable force when the Raptors need it, and especially when they were down for most of the game, it's nice to have the presence of Thaddeus Young as of late. Bruce Brown, a solid bounce back game from him. 12 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal on 4 for 5 shooting from the field and 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He did that with effort. He did that with patience. And he was getting out in transition. He was getting ahead of the defense and he was able to create advantages whenever he got into the paint. That's exactly what he can do. Similar to Gary Trent Jr., don't know whether he's going to be a Raptor tonight. The rumor is that he may be going for a first-round pick, maybe tied to D'Angelo Russell and a couple other teams. We don't know where he's going to end up. It has not been a perfect marriage for the Raptors up until this point with Bruce Brown, but you do see flashes of his significance to a team like the Raptors. I would be surprised if he's still here, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors held on to him. He's a player that we can definitely take advantage of, maybe fill that role 
I know I said OG as a connector piece, but maybe assume that role like a Thaddeus Young, that stable force, especially on the second unit, he could probably fill into that role. But he did what he had to do tonight. Solid game from him. Dennis Schroeder, speaking of doing what he had to do, was aggressive on offense tonight. Similar to Emmanuel quickly, did not give the opposing defense a chance to set up. Was able to get to the rim multiple times, going 5 for 7 from the free throw line, and doing what Schroeder does best. Control the game, be a floor general, look for his, be a release valve at times. Not his strong suit, but he was able to go 3 for 6 from 3 tonight. Just a solid game from him and a great bounce back game when I think he only scored 2 points or nothing last game. But 16 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists on 4 for 9 shooting from the field, 3 for 6 from 3. And as I said, 5 for 7 from the free throw line. And as I alluded to, last but definitely not least, Grady Dick. Solid game from him. Only took two shots, but he took two high percentage shots. Continues to be competitive. Was able to get a rebound. Was able to use his ability to put the ball on the floor and create a couple of advantages, getting him a couple of assists. But six points, two for two from three, that's exactly what you want to see from a shooter. As I said, it definitely wasn't pretty, but a win is a win no matter how you get it. And we'll definitely take that win. The Raptors needed it. They are 18-33 and 33 on the season. They take that victory, and they are putting it on the line on Friday night, February 9th, with a 7.30 tip-off, playing host back at home against the Houston Rockets. A Houston Rockets team that may be without Fred Van Vliet, and he's been absolutely having a solid season for the Rockets, getting the best out of Alperin Sangoon, Jalen Green, and the rest of the young, young players that they have there, Dylan Brooks, bringing that defensive intensity they have a balance of youth and veteran leadership, and it seems like that's what they've been missing. They're currently not in the playoff picture, but if they continue to play well, there's no reason why they can't be at least a play-in team. But this is not a team that should be taken lightly. They're a team that will continue to keep the pressure on the defense. They will always, always, always look to create those opportunities in transition, and they will take advantage of those opportunities if they are given to them. But if we quickly do a preview for the Rockets game, it is simple, similar to the Hornets. Take care of the basketball, get back in transition, and play with a sense of pride. They recently had a game against the Rockets. They came out flat. They came out like a team that was disinterested, and they absolutely got demolished. You're at home. It has not been a pretty season. It has not been easy for them at home either. But defend home court. You showed some resolve as of late. You've shown some aggression. You've shown some determination. And you've shown some scrappiness. That kind of effort is what was shown against the Thunder. It was shown against the Hornets tonight. And it led to a victory. It did not lead to a victory against the Thunder. But hanging out with one of the best teams in the league shows the ability that when this team is healthy, they can hang with the best of them. But they have to stay committed on staying competitive on the defensive side of the ball and to find those advantages. Be the more energetic team. You're young. You're fun. You can score the basketball. Lean into your strength. And simply don't get outworked. Play with a sense of pride. Go down swinging. If you are going to go down, just don't roll over and allow the team to ease their way to a victory. Make them earn it. The same way that you did against the Thunder. And positive things will happen like they did against the Hornets tonight. Just from an effort standpoint alone. And before we conclude the pod, I want to give a big congratulations to Scotty Barnes. Our all-star was not able to crack the starting rotation. But he's able to make the reserve spot. 
and it has not been pretty as of late. But the start of the season, he was looking like an all-star. He was looking like a franchise player. And clearly, he looks like a franchise player to this front office that they were able to move off their, a couple cornerstones, some homegrown product, and allow him to run the show. Lately, it has not been pretty. He continues to figure it out. But we already know that when Scotty is aggressive, when Scotty has his mind made up, he is one of the more exciting and unstoppable forces in this league. And he is deserving of this recognition. So congratulations to Scotty. We got an all-star, folks. And I'll leave it off there. Thank you to all listeners doing all for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It will mean so much if you take the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.